another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Bland Garrett. So I guess for this episode, um, I guess we... We, we wanted to chat about the Gelfling Gathering, uh, which was a um, uh, originally when the when DarkCrystal.com first launched uh, back in 2013, they had a contest for the author quest and um, for you know people to write you know stories to, for a chance to win uh, a chance to write a prequel novel for the Dark Crystal, and um, and of course we all know that J M Lee won and um hence the shadows of the dark crystal series of books that just came out about a month or uh, a good couple of months ago and so but i mean but we decided to sort of revisit um this pdf document that the jim henson company sort of um gave to the entries i guess or to anyone that was interested in participating in the author quest um well, this is their exp- expansion of the canon we already had a little bit from the gartham wars and this is them actually like saying, okay, this is the direction we're going. This is the new characters we're going to add, um, the new information, the Gelfling clans. Um, there's this PDF has, I, I, as I told you before, as I was taking notes, I realized that I was basically just writing the whole thing down because there's so much information packed into this thing. Yes, absolutely, and it's a 18-page document. So for any the the listeners out there, I think all you need to do is to search for the Dark Crystal Gelfling Gathering. If you just Google that, it should pop up in the top search results. Um, they can just download. And it is still available at darkcrystal.com. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it might, it might be under contests, and then you just go to the author quest, and then there'll be some links to the supplemental material. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the yeah another way to um. Yeah, to get your hands on the, on this PDF, and yeah, I mean it's um yeah. So I thought you know we'll we'll um try and go through it bit by bit, and I guess that's that's a thing. Like I guess whether um all this you know material um is considered canon or not, because I mean because my thinking is well yes it is canon because it's all sort of you know um establishes everything. It's, it's official. I mean it's it's from the Henson Company. <laughs> I guess I guess my other theory that you know that it may not be is you know in case you know when they were writing um if Joe was you know when he was writing the um the shows of Dark Crystal whether there were things I don't know if there'd be things that where they might make some changes to the mythology or the characters that is true or that, is that true. sort they, of thing they so, might have made some changes yeah, yeah yeah and because the the PDF um I mean it is mostly designed you know for writers only. But, but it is sort of written in a way that it's sort of like you had the Skeksis telling their side of the story. and Right. Now, see, there is a loophole. There is a loophole, just like the Book of Agra, which is the main text of the World of the Dark Crystal. It's a translation of a text that was discovered through dream fasting with an artifact that was found on Earth. <laughs> so with this, it's written 
from the point of view of Skeksis and Uru and Gelfling. So who's to say that they weren't wrong in what they were discovering? This was this it's mainly their observations of what is going on in the world at this time. The the intro and the outro is more set for the reader and not necessarily someone of the time. But I really do like the way it's presented. There's nine different articles, and nine is the uh, magic number here. Uh, yes, because um, as we all know, everything works in threes. And then um, it's they say, I think, nine is the number of, of imbalance, which was you had 10 Skeksis and 10 Uru at the beginning of the film, and then Skekso and Ursu die, and then you go to nine, which is imbalance, and therefore the I guess the prophecy can be fulfilled. And then... Um, but then, of course, we lose um, another Skeksy in Uru. Yes, we do. Yeah, that makes it eight. Yeah, yes, yeah. To- Toby Philpot's character. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very sad. Yeah, with those moments. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Just like you know, yeah. One dies, the other. I mean, of course, they're connected. But I'm just like, you know, with the mystic, how he just disappears. I'm just like, yeah. I wonder if you felt anything, like you know. Or they just like just vanished essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just zap, just just uh, I guess um, spontaneous combustion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just disappears. Yeah, because you know Skek Tech is destroyed in the pit of fire. So yeah, burnt alive. Um, um, now <laughs> to go back to um, Skekso and Ursu. Now here's the thing. I have two theories as to why he died. Skekso is the strongest of the Skeksis, but which is why he was emperor. And if you think about it, for a thousand years, there was only one emperor of the Skeksis until Skekong the Gartha Master took over. He was pretty much hated by all the other Skeksis, and they all kind of like were plotting against him. But then... If he was the strongest of the Skeksis and the Gelfling essence was mainly for him, you know, he got he got the good stuff. Why did he die? Was he poisoned by another Skeksy? Or here's another thing, like the Skeksis, the the reason why they collect essence and drink it is because they themselves are losing their essence through time and age why are they losing why are they losing their essence is it because they're split apart is it because the dark crystal is actually feeding off of them and when they drink essence does this also sustain the lives of the uru are they actually keeping the uru alive by drinking essence yeah yeah well yeah that sort of et i guess you know if you think about et where well not like E.T. Um, yeah, like if the well, Skeksis are drinking... E.T. made a bond with Elliot. And yeah, that's why... But they're both Elliot connected sort of e. thing. E. Yeah. He, he purposely made this mental bond with Elliot. And that's why in E.T. there's the scene where E.T. is watching the old film and the, you know the two characters embrace and kiss and then like... Elliot, you know, he's, he's at school. school. Yes, yeah. Somehow he's getting drunk and then he like releases all frogs and then he kisses the blonde girl in his class and 
And then towards the end of the film, when E.T. gets sick, Elliot also gets sick. And then when he dies, the you know, the bond is separated and Elliot's fine. But Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess I was just seeing it from that perspective of, yeah, whether if the Skeksis are drinking, you know, Galfling, you know, Essence, if that makes an impact on the Uru somehow, like whether they get that. Right, you think so. Now, here's my other theory. Ursu, did he, did he purposely sacrifice himself? Like... I mean, you could have pretend. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Well, how did he how purposely he, sacrifice himself in order to bring the number down to, to the nine. imbalance of nine? Yeah, and to get and to get rid of Skexo. Possibly, without, yeah. Without Skexo, the Skexies become divided because they. You've got the three. You've got the three sets of three. Yes, yeah. You know, you've got Skeksil's party, you've got Skeksok's party, and you've got Skeksung's party. And those are the three that are going to try to go for emperor. They want to be emperor. Yeah. Skeksok backs away. He does, yeah. He's like, I'm just going to leave it between them two. Skeksil loses. Skeksung wins. So there's this divide, this um, tension amongst the Skeksis. I mean, like there wasn't already, but... It's almost like maybe he sacrificed himself in order to cause the chaos so that the Skeksis were more distracted so that Jen could complete his quest. Yeah. And because, like, thinking about all these um, theories, like, another theory I had is maybe, like, the Galfling Essence, um, yes, it can make him, you know, look younger and stuff, but maybe it might contain some kind of poison where it's like, yeah, it makes him young, but it means that they're going to die sooner, I guess. Like, but I don't know. I mean... Um, uh, yeah. But then maybe maybe Skek Tech wasn't actually giving Skek so essence. Maybe he the was right hoarding essence, it yeah. for himself. Yeah, I mean he could and be. And maybe work- that's why Skek so fell. Yeah, yeah. it could have been working alongside um like Skek Ang. You know, they might have had discussions Skek Ang and and the scientist, and it's like you know maybe even Skek Ayuk like cooked mm. up some poison meal and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's actually yeah, you know, thinking those things is yeah, very sort of interesting to think whether you know why they died, whether it's just old because you know, because it can't be old age because they're all the same None age. None of the other ones are dying. No, no, yeah. exactly. They're all the same age. So it's so like why did yeah. Skexo and Skexu die? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good mystery that yeah, it's just like and that's Me. what I love about the Dark Crystal. <laughs> there is so much mystery. There's so much more to be explored. There's so much detail that you can ponder about. But yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, like this um, PDF document that really um, yeah, it goes into detail of all um, the characters and, and the world of, um, of Thra. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the start of it, um, how it starts with this... Um, uh, the crystal cracked and no one told the Skeksi or were liars until one Gelfling, brave and bold, spread truth like wildfires. And I kind of like that it sort of like describes as an ancient Gelfling song. But to me, I'm just like, how, you know, how can the song be ancient if, I don't know. Well, I think, I think yeah, that intro yeah. is, is of a different time. It, in, it, at the time of, of that page of the document, it is it is an ancient Gelfling song because this is this whole document is actually pointed towards us as the reader. It's not directed towards, you know, other Gelfling or anything like that. I think it's just whoever reads this, this is a collection of documents from the past. 
Yes, yeah, from from our past and not actually from the, before, and not before an, the Gelfling death. Yes, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I know because I was thinking like because he's you know this sort of statement sort of occurred probably just before the Gelfling got wiped out by the Gotham. Maybe longer. I mean, there might have been at least a good couple of years before you know they found out about what the Skeksis were up to and um, between well, at the that time two, of this, yeah. right? Like at the time of this. The Skeksis and the, the Skeksis know that there's a connection with them and the Uru, but the it it almost seems like the Uru don't really know that, and the Gelfling kind of know. It's like nobody is quite sure what the connection is. Nobody knows yet that they are one and the same, and that they were from the Urskex. And there's a lot of um, and and at the time of this. It's it's almost written as if the Gelfling haven't even met the Uru yet. No, I don't think Which, so. No. Yeah. In creation myths, they there's one that has. There's one there well yeah, there's one that has. Is it is it just the one? No, there's two. Two Gelfling that go to the Valley of the Mystics with the Podling and um my memory is a little fuzzy. Yeah. It, according to Creation Myths Volume 3, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that word spread that hey, we found these mystics and they're in this valley and they're not not evil the way they are portrayed by Skeksil's lies as we'll get to in the Gelfling Gathering. Now, I I do want to I do want to um cover this first before we actually get into the the full of it. A lot of people might be wondering, well, what is the Gelfling Gathering? Because the document, this PDF doesn't tell you. Uh, no, it actually um, doesn't. Um, I know to you can you can find some of that information on uh, darkcrystal.com. And just trying to think, if, I think if you go Encyclopedia. Oh, so they actually do point that out. I haven't. I am um, I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain it's. Um, well, the the Gelfling Gathering is what the Gelfling do in order to find the prophecy. This is where the prophecy comes from, from the Gelfling gathering. And I have this excerpt from the World of the Dark Crystal. This is from the Book of Agra. It says, When the Skeksis began to take Gelfling as well as Podling, or as well as Pod people as slaves, the Gelfling were dismayed. For once, they took thought for the future. They sought to know if the crystal might be healed, if the Skeksis' rule must continue. They lit the fires of prophecy. They took counsel from the flames. Seven circles of seven Gelfling lay on top on the hilltops all night, their faces to the stars. Their dreams were made stone. The wall of destiny still stands. There, the Gelfling were shown the quest for the lost shard, and they were shown the healing of the crystal by the hand of a Gelfling, replacing the shard by the light of a great conjunction. And there, too, they were shown the ruin of the Gelfling, the fall of their houses, and the wall stood for all to see. So basically, seven circles of seven Gelfling, so you have seven by seven, on the hilltops all night facing the stars, they had a, a group communal dream, which created 
a dream etching, which was the physicality of the wall of destiny, the prophecy. No, it's it's really interesting to see, um, yeah, to hear sort of the stories of 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 that, and yeah, it was, yeah, I, I sort of didn't think about that till now that it's sort of that part of that story was um, omitted, I guess, from the um, uh, from the PDF. But whether the whether this document maybe takes place during or sort of after the events of the Galfling gathering, I, I think it's before. You think it's before? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's that's basically what the novels are building up to. The, they're building up to the actual Gelfling, Gelfling gathering. Yeah. So I mean, we got you know four four books. Um. Well, you know the first one just came out, so we got another three to to look forward to. Um. Which is um, very awesome. And so yeah, I mean the start of the the document starts off with um Skekok, the scroll keeper. Um. It's just like you know don't read this following information and they're all lies. <laughs> Stop. Read no further. Yeah, lies. Don't, yeah. The Gelfling wished to tell you lies. So, I mean, like, you know, with this thing, this could be, you know, read from, uh, you know, the message from the Skeksis to the Gelflings. And this is, this is considered the emperor's official truth. So if you are to, you know, disagree with the official truth, it's a crime and your essence will be drained. Read on at your own risk. risk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The the real truth. Yeah. So yeah, that is the yeah. They already like um stated the truth like right in front of them. It's just like yeah, you know, we're we're not doing this, but you know, if you're spreading lies about this, we're going to do that crime, that same thing that you know, <laughs> we will drain your essence. It's kind of like the thing the thing they say about King Henry. Well, he beheaded his wives and well, he's, you know, they say one plus one is two, but Henry says it's actually three. And if you don't believe that it's three, you're going to be beheaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, yeah, a bit humorous, I guess. Um, yeah, this document is actually really funny. It I mean, is, yeah. There's a lot of little funny little jokes in there and stuff. Yeah, so there was a page about, you know, the Skeksis warning message and, and then the next page is um, um, Ursu, the master, sort of mystic's point of view. His, his, it's a, a meditation is what it says. Yes, yeah. And this basically is, it's, it's talking about how, you know, the Skeksis have taken over in the, in the castle. The, the crystal has this power. Um, and then it, it goes into Skektek and how Skektek has... He spent years studying the dark crystal. He's an expert in crystalline technologies, and he invented the process of essence extraction. Yeah, so, I mean, it would be interesting about how he sort of... I mean, that would be, like, another great story to sort of, you know, hear about how um, Skektek sort of discovered about, you know, draining essence, and you can, can almost have, like, a little, you know, short story about him and just experimenting with different animals and stuff, and then he finds that, you know... He experiments on, you know, some gelfling and, you know, sort of works out like, oh, wow, you know, this is something that could work, you know, really good. Well, it goes into, it goes into the gelfling guard that actually that found out the true nature of the Skeksis. And I guess his name is, is, is it Rian or is it Ryan? Um, I'm, I'm assuming I'm it's Rian. Yeah, Rian, because I'm just trying, like, I'm trying to think that, the, by the way, it's... um spelled his same name is um is it ryan johnson the filmmaker or is he pronounced ryan johnson ryan oh, I don't know. John. um 
Rian, Ryan. And there's one of these things where it's like when you read um, some text and it's like, you know, you sort of want to ask the author, it's like, how is it pronounced? And that sort of thing. I remember one of the times, I think when I was talking to Matt, Matthew Dow Smith, um, and I didn't know how Ryan Epp was um, pronounced. Like, like I couldn't at the time, you know, reading, I'm like, I don't know how to say that word, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, right. Yeah, let's say probably Ryan. Um, now it says that he was a Gelfling guard. Do you think he was a Gelfling guard at the castle? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he was yeah. kind of able to find his way into Skektek's laboratory, which they say it was forbidden. Forbidden to enter. Yeah. And so, yeah. in the laboratory, in the laboratory, laboratory, <laughs> he found a vial of glowing blue liquid that gave him chills. Um, we do in the document, we find out that the crystal was cracked by a Skeksis and a Skeksis and that the Uru went to the Valley to contemplate their fate and that the Skeksis plan to enslave the Gelfling and use their essence. So he sort of knows he's yeah, probably the first Gelfling to sort of realize that something is, he discovered the true nature of the Skeksis. And the Skeksis have basically been spreading lies. They've been, you know, as we learned from creation myths, they just kind of play nice. And they're like, you know, we could maybe. It's almost like they were thinking about using them as food almost in, in creation myths. And I guess Skektek kind of with all his studies of crystals and whatnot, he found this way of draining their essence, their life force. And so on the next page um, is... Um you sort of get a um, uh, sort of descriptions of all the Skeksis characters. And this, I I think this is actually from Rian. From Rian? Like, yeah, because it does say... Yeah, this is, yeah, this yeah. is basically from, I guess, being a guard at the castle. This was everything that he found out and kind of put out there in his journal. Yeah. And um, I think this is the first sort of time that... Um, that's because the entry date is Rosen Day, 14th moon, 96 years AGC, which I would have to assume that means after Great Conjunction. Um, right, which would, which would be the one where the split happened, which would be the, the last Great Conjunction. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Basically, basically the, the, in the film, it focuses on a thousand years ago, the crystal cracked, and here we, you know, this... You know, they split up the world, split apart, and Skeksis and Uru. So, I, it basically is just covering the last thousand years. So, so I would think that the AGC just means after the last great conjunction. And then it makes me think of, um, you know, with the year, you know, with the AGC, because there's been so many, you know, there was, um, I mean, there was one before it. Whether it should just be called, I don't know, like AGC V2, you know, version 2 or, you know, well, then how differentiate, many, you know, the different great conjunctions. But then it's almost yeah. like, well, or does, well time like just, here on Earth and humans, it's like, well, we have before Christ and then AD, whatever yes, that yeah. is, Latin. They, a lot of people say it's after death. but But then it's like, how long have they actually been keeping track of time? Like how many great conjunctions have actually occurred on Thra before the Erskex arrived? Yeah, yeah. Before before Agra, it's, yeah, before it, it, Agra actually witnessed any of it. Like, yeah, yeah. How old is Thra? 
Oh, and I actually have a theory that goes into uh, the world of the Dark Crystal and uh, the Book of Agra. So this fragment of the Wall of Destiny that was found on Earth in an undisclaimed location, how did that end up on Earth? My theory is that what they say is that the the cosmos kind of melded together and formed the planet and this in the in all of this with the with the crystal at its heart so at some point did the cosmos actually destroy thra and is that how the fragment ended up on earth does earth have a crystal uh, a portal <laughs> Yeah, I know it's. Um, I think it's Thrall was destroyed. Yeah. I think Thrall was destroyed somehow, and that's how the fragment ended up on Earth. But that's just my theory. Well, and then to go back to this date of um, Rosunde, is that is that a day that happens with uh, the rose sun being its strongest within this time period? Like, do the do the suns as the suns okay so how did the suns work is there one central sun that all the planets rotate around and then the other two suns rotate around that bigger sun with the planets or is thra actually the center of this solar system because it's like the central crystal within all this system of other crystals that's interesting to note yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it seems like a question that um, uh, J.M. Lee, you know, might might be able to delve some insight because I know he was, um, you know, when he was writing the book that he was doing a lot of research in that um, sort of um, the suns and moons and. Um, and I think the rose aspect, sun is yeah. the is the middle size sun because the small one is called the dying, the dying sun. sun. Yeah, and, and then, then the large one, I guess, is the the great sun. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, the great sun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whether like Rosen Day, rep, yeah, if it just means a day of, you know, the rose sun, you know, having its, uh, and the, uh, presence, the 14th moon. So maybe it's the, the 14th moon while the rose sun was at its, you know, strongest, closest to Thra or something. Um, it's interesting to, to note. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those, yeah, it's just, just an interesting sort of, um, that entry date is just very interesting, you know, like what does Rosen Day represents? What does the 14th moon um, mean? I well, obviously like, it's yeah. 96 years after the great conjunction that split the, the Uru. But then, it, then, but then again, if this is 96 years after the great conjunction of when the split happens, so that, that means, so take away a thousand years, that's like a thousand there's still 904 years left. Yeah, 904 years. So do you think that it might have been... Does that mean that possibly the events of Shadows actually takes place 904 years before? It um, could. But then... I know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of that. Well, then... But then how, how long... Bef- how long after this document does the gelfling gathering actually happen because i kind of feel like the gelfling gathering because all right so basically the the gotham the skeksis wipe out the gelfling i would say 15 years i would say 15 years give or take before the events of the dark crystal 
And you think? Well, see, I haven't I haven't read Gartham Wars either. Have you? Um, because I, I would have, think but that it, it would be I was, there. there might, I vaguely, it it, yeah, I vaguely. The year is like yeah. nine hundred something, right? Yeah, like I, I vague, like I, I haven't read it for a long time. It, it is something I'd probably actually like to. Uh, I need to revisit that book, um, the the Gotham Wars, which is a two volume um, uh, manga series of books. Um, but no, it was just making me thinking of just the timeline of you know if this document, this you know excerpt from a Gatling journal, if this is indeed Ryan, Ryan. Um, that, and this could yeah. be why that's considered an ancient Gelfling song in the beginning, because it happened at, you know, a hundred years AGC. So, or whatever, you know, so maybe, maybe that's what they consider it, why they consider it ancient. Yeah. But, um, then again, it's sort of like, if, if the Gelfling's known about it for 900 years you know what took him so long to you know if this is if this is indeed ryan you know well 904 years ago yeah they had to find the shard first and and the skeksis actually tried to deter the gelfling from finding it and they put out a bunch of false shards and as they would find them they would give them to augra and even augra didn't know which one it was and then as we find out in the film, Jen finds it through song, through his furka. Yeah. And also, I guess, is uh, the other thing to consider is if this crossovers with the events of creation myths, because if you're thinking about how many years um, Olga and um, Ronip was in the Castle of the Crystal trying to find, you know, the right, right. shard of the crystal. So, right. so now... I'm thinking yeah, that this is my Ronip's be- adventure may have happened years after the this or he was he was in a it's almost like he was in a place where he didn't even know about the gelfling gathering and the prophecy and all that stuff no i don't think he no no i think he left away before when it all went down essentially so yeah i I guess it just makes me think of this gelfling journal is indeed ryan or whether it is actually someone else but you know, whether there was someone before Ryan that, you know, trying to spread the word and, and, you know, he, you know, got his essence drained and maybe became the first sort of victim um, of this essence draining experimentation. Well, I, yeah. I think that they'd, they'd already been doing it for a while secretly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, he, I think he was just the one that, that found out and escaped and was spreading the word. And that's why, Skekok was like, don't listen to any of this. It's all lies. You know, don't listen to this, this Gelfling that found out all this information. He's just, it's all lies. They're, they're trying to counteract what, um, Rian had found out. Um, I, I did look at the dates on creation myths. Volume one came out in 2011. Volume two came out in 2012. Then we have Gelfling Gathering that was released in 2013. And then Volume 3 of Creation Myths wasn't until 2015. Yeah, that took a very so long I'm wondering, time. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if the delay was because of this new canon that they were adding. I mean, that that's the thing that I sort of thought that, that might have been the case of, of the delay. Because I, I think, like, they, they, had, um, they had the Gotham Wars... And then they had the creation myths, and I think 
maybe it might, might have been yeah around maybe even like with creation myths so they're sort of trying to work out like you know they probably didn't really think about the canon maybe till after the second volume that they're like okay we want to bring this franchise mm-hmm. back in a big way you know we didn't well if you remember volume one was formatted differently than volume two and three it had the interludes of the poems and whatnot and all those little extra little short stories um, yeah myths yes yeah that were tucked in there and they volume two and volume three is not like that so i'm wondering if maybe you know they were like well let's let's kind of you know this is getting buzz we we really do want to expand this and continue this so they put out volume two and were working on Gelfling Gathering and what they were going to do, put out the website, put out the author quest, and then volume three just kind of took a little bit longer to get out there because they were probably trying to make sure it fit. Yeah, and also, I mean, because I really thought, like, originally, um, you know, before this whole darkcrystal.com and sort of expanding the franchise, I really thought... uh, um, volume three would sort of wrap everything up in a, you know, sort of like it'll go to the events of, you know, the, um, Skeksis wiping out the Galfling with the Gartham and all. And then like the last sort of thing, you know, the last couple of pages you see, you know, like a baby gen, um, getting picked up by, by one of the mystics sort of thing yeah, and I, takes I, him back to the, um, cause yeah, I mean that, that's when I thought, yeah, like that's how it was going to wrap up. Like it would just be like one, like a just a prequel story um so it was interesting that yeah like it with volume three that sort of to me originally you know felt like it was going a different direction but i did really enjoy it actually like um i like that it yeah. sort of stuck to um well they left the story it open of, yeah yeah definitely also, yeah. you know it's it's a storyteller's point of view so it could be you know it has the loophole there's always a loophole um and then there's also all those other stories of Ronip that haven't been told which they could go into if they wanted to yeah yeah i know it's something that uh matthew dow smith um yeah he he loved to write one of those sort of stories and i mean that could be something that they might do for the um the 35th anniversary i think next year i think they ikea has announced um that they're planning to do some dark crystal uh graphic novels or stories you know comics um that sort of thing. So it'd be interesting to, to see what uh, they will do. Um, I would think that if they were to have a short story contest, that they would announce it within the next few months so that, so that the winners can be announced, you know, spring or summer of next year. And then by the time the actual 35th anniversary in December happens, then that can all be, you know, pushed with it. But yeah, back to the um, the Gelfling gathering. So yeah, it, it goes through sort of um, uh, you know character descriptions about each of the Skeksis and what they're right. All and like. they and, yeah. they almost kind of um, kind of give them. They expand on their powers as to what they can do. And and this is, you know, the Dark Crystal isn't just a science fiction. It's also fantasy. And you know, you've got you you basically have worm wormhole travel through crystals and mysticism with the mystics and all their powers and draining of essence you know it's 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 kind of op- open to both fantasy and science fiction so 
they kind of give some of the Skeksis like extra little abilities that we didn't know that they had. Of course, in the film, they're pretty much falling apart. They're so old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in their youth, you know. I know. <laughs> they've only been around for 96 years. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, based on, yeah, with the um, the journal. So we know that we know that Skexto is the largest, the strongest, and the most wicked. We we also see here that the Skexis Empire sprawls across the entirety of the world. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I thought yeah, like they all just hang out at the castle, but yeah, where now at this yeah, time they, yeah. there's there's what seventeen. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, well, there's nine, seventeen ten. altogether because yeah. When they split in creation myths, one of the Skeksis kills an Urbu right off the bat. And then the Skeksis counterpart dies. Yes, yeah. So we're down to 17. But I kind of looked into this when I was looking at all these names and I was like, okay, so how many, we've got two new names in here that aren't from the film. But if you go to darkcrystal.com and you look under Skeksis and Urbu, they have names for all 18. So then what, which ones died at the time of the Great Conjunction? If you look at the names at the very bottom of the page, you have Skekyi and you have, um, I'm not actually on the page, and you have Urya. Those are the only ones that don't have titles. Everyone else has their little title. The Emperor, the Ritual Master, the Gartha Master, et cetera, et cetera. At the very bottom of the list, you have Urya and Skekyi. They don't have a title. So my theory is that those were the ones that died when the Great Conjunction happened and they split and had no idea what was going on and one of the Skeksis attacked an Uru. Because, I mean, they didn't, because they didn't have like a definition of what they are, you know, they're not the something, they're, right. they're dead. They're kind of unknown. <laughs> But then at the same time, there's some of these don't have links to their descriptions. Yeah, like on um, I'm looking up the encyclopedia for the Skeksis, and like you don't have Skekvar or Skeklak or Skekrar, and there's like one, two, three, four, five, six. They don't have links to their descriptions. No, but were all of those named in the Gartham Wars? Because if you look at the details, all of these appear in the Dark Crystal. Oh, the, then you've got the Gartham Wars, um, both of them, and then Creation Myths one, two, and three, and then Shadows. So where where are these where are these Skeksis named? Are they named in Shadows or are they named in Gartham Wars? Because we know Ergo wasn't Skeks. I was trying to Skeks Skeks yeah Skeks is from Volume Three, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about the others where the names are from. They might be in the Gotham Wars of the yeah the trial by fire, but I like you've you've read Shadows. I have read Shadows, yeah, and I know you you haven't, so I know we won't go into the. But, sort of, but are any yeah. of those name or are, are any of those in Shadows? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Skegvar probably is. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think. Ah, uh, come on! I'm trying to open the um, shows of the Dark Crystal. Because uh, the thing I love about the iBook version is I can actually just do... Yeah, I can actually search up. Um, so, it's like if I search... I think Skeklak... I think he's in here. So, Skeklak is in it. 
he's mentioned. And he's the collector. The collector, yeah. Yeah, I know he I know he has a part in the in in the book. Um and again I won't I won't say, you know, what, you know, for spoiler for spoiler reasons. Um but yeah, but none of the other um Skeksis I don't think are, you know, mentioned or whatever they I think wherever they appear, but they're just in the background, just unnamed or yeah. And Ske- well, Skek Mall is also in shadows, and I think that's ba- that's his only source key on his on his. It just says uh, that Skek Mall the Hunter appears in Shadows of the Dark Crystal, and his counterpart is Urva the Archer. Yes, yeah. But then Skekvar the General doesn't have a link. No, he uh, does not. No, because yeah, you think it, they could um. Uh, update that to include um about him in um volume you know of what happened in volume three of um uh the dark crystal creation myths but yeah i mean it's it yeah it's interesting yeah about all this um uh information and and from based on this right because we now yeah. we have names of all 18 or ruin now yes absolutely yeah and from the um the Galfling journal um, at the time there's like, there is a link between the Skeksis and the Mystics, but they don't know what it is. Um, which I mean, we, we know what it is, um, based, you know, that, you know, they were split apart and they were, they were one on and all that. Well, the, at the top of this document, just to point out, um, I'm, I'm assuming this is from Rion. It says, no one believes me, not even my father. The Skeksi, the Skeksis lies are easier to believe. Yet I know what I have seen. I can feel the truth of it. I have glimpsed horrors, but not just horrors. I have learned as well. Valuable information that I hear record. May it someday serve my people in their inevitable fight. So nobody, at this point, nobody believes Rion. No, no, not at all. Um, and but then none of them have been to the castle. You know that's that's a privilege. Yes, because he was a, a guard, pretty much. You know, at the castle, the, ca- the at the castle, the crystal, um, working with the Skeksis, I guess. But yeah, he just didn't didn't you know look inside too deep, I guess, or you know, because um, I mean there was that one room that the Skektex uh, room that was out of bounds that he sort of went in and discovered the the truth um, in that way. Yeah, like it mentions the Emperor, it mentions Skektek. We already know about him and his ability to... He's he's really weak, but he he has all this knowledge about crystalline powers and whatnot. He learned how to extract essence. Um, then it goes into Skekmal the Hunter... And he is lightning fast and can dodge arrows and disappear into trees. He eats everything he catches. (laughs) The Gelfling clans don't know him, but they know the legend because no one has escaped alive. He wears a spirit-like mask to to conceal his true identity. Spirit-like mask. So there's a mystical power that he has. Yeah, like he's yeah he's 
because I mean, because with all the skeksis in the films, you know, you don't you don't really see them running fast or anything like that. So he sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to run fit. into <laughs> running around. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised why why he died because because all these new names that we get, yes, yeah. they've died before the film. Yeah, say they will. So, at see, some and that's point, another yeah. thing. It, yeah. it starts with the ten Skeksis. One of them is dying. Mm. Did the other? Did the other ones all kind of go slowly like that because of lack of essence, or did they actually get killed? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the they could either be potentially killed, or um, it makes me think about um, if there was like Skeksis that sort of were exiled, and you know, they just. I know, exiled from the Castle of Crystal, sort of similar to you know what I mean, happened yeah, to Skeksil in, in the so. like the Chamberlain in the um in the film, but whether like Skek like I don't know, say one of those characters like I don't know Skekmel, for example, if he somehow got exiled and but he never came back, you know, with um, but then again, his counterpart would have, would have to be alive as well, so until he was killed. <laughs> It's it's interesting to to contemplate like what was the demise of those other well we know that one died at the conjunction but what was the demise of the other seven yeah yeah it's it's just such a yeah a mystery you know like what are the fates of all these other skexies that that we don't see in the film like I wonder if the creation of the Gartham if at first they were kind of confused and kind of like in RoboCop, they just kind of like, oops, I'm just going to kill everybody in the room. And Skeg Maul just happened to be in the way of one of the Gartham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the Gartham were kind of like uh, Terminators in the beginning. They just kind of killed everything. And it's like, no, Skeg Tech, get over here and fix their crystal eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we want them to kill Gelfling. But no, it's, it's, it's really interesting stuff. Um, that I know that might be something that might they might look in into with future stories, um, um, the fates of some of those um, skexies that we don't see in the films. Um, I think it's going to be a wait and see. I guess, um, yeah. Um, so so then we go into Skexil, and he's the master of diplomacy. He he flatters the the emperor to his face, but he plots against him behind his back. Skexil is a worm. Yes, he's, the master of diplomacy. Yeah. He's, he's conniving. He's, he's very untrustworthy in my opinion. There's a, there was a theory there for a while that maybe he was the reason why the prophecy was fulfilled. Like maybe he was so pissed off that he was banished that he wanted to bring the Gelfling to the castle. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Like whether he was, he really wanted to help the Gelflings or not. And or, I yeah. think, I think that's in the notes that Jim Henson and ACH Smith exchanged in the reprint reissue of the novel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then you got, yeah, Skekfar, the general, um, when the Chamberlain's lies do not work, the Emperor turns to his general for a more forceful solution. He's the most honest. Yes, yeah. A master but, of martial yeah. skill and strategy. Not above using dirty tricks. No. He's a, he's a yeah. skexy. Yeah, yeah. He might be the most 
honest, but what's an honest Skeksy really? Yeah. And so um, I'm just trying to think. And then then you got um, the Slave Master, uh, Skekna. Yes. And he's in Creation Myths, as we know. He was hit in the head by Skekso. Yes. And, and I guess like in the film that he was the one with... Because um, he has like that crazy hook thing. And when they're doing the trial by stone, he's like pushing the um the podlings, and it's like move. Um, and that was actually uh, played uh, performed by Mike Quinn, um, one mm-hmm. of the puppeteers. I think in the yeah. novel, yeah. um, in the novel they describe him as actually running over to a pod slave and ripping its head off for singing out of out of key in in the chorus because they would have the the slaves sing um, in a chorus, and if they were out of tone, he would he would rip their head off. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> this world is a lot darker than the film portrays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the book is, yeah. <laughs> he is the most skilled in the art of deception. And, you know, blackmail, bribery, he has spies. With the help, see, and this is interesting, he can take on many forms with the help of the ritual master to walk amongst his enemies undetected. So there's another mystical power. Mm-hmm. Whether he's able to disguise himself like... I wonder how he it must be like a magical transformation. Like, you know, if he dis- disguised yeah. himself as like a Gelfling or yeah, or a Gotham or probably, probably wouldn't do a Gotham. Yeah, I'm just well, trying to think go, how that would work. Yeah. Himself, the ritual master, and he can create false apparitions and he provides prophecies to the em- empire. It has that very yeah magical um, element um, with all these Skeksis, you know, what the powers and... Um, that they're able to to do, um, you know, compared to like you know the Earthskex, basically. I mean, they can just communicate for you know telepathically, I guess. Whereas with the split apart um, that we see with the Skexies, yeah, they seem to be you know they can do you know pretty dark things and they can you know pull off some stuff. That's for certain, yeah. So so according to this document, they only know of ten names of Skexies. So you have the seven that we just mentioned, and then you have Skekok the Scroll Keeper, Skekshad the Treasurer, and Skekek the Ornamentalist. And he and and he says that in no doubt, um, in time I shall meet them all. And then I really love the closing of this document. There's one more thing, not information exactly, but a feeling I have had for some time. There is a link between the Skeksis and the mystics, a hidden bond that ties them together. But for all my sifting of thoughts, I do not know what it is. So he can sense that there's a connection between the two, but he still doesn't know that they are from the same being. And and it must mean that this um, Galfling has also encountered the mystics as well to be able to probably... Yeah, work one and one to together, I guess, um, as a you hmm. know, possibility. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, because I don't think like they really know the mystics much. Like, I think them on them, yeah, the mystics are a bit of a mystery, but I think this scalfling, if it's well, right, I think if later it is, on in right, the yeah. document, yeah, it, later on in the document, they they yeah. almost kind of go into explaining that even the gelfling haven't haven't met the mystics yet and that's why they're spreading all the lies because they want to make sure that um that the that they 
get to the Gelfling before they get to the Mystics. And that's all in the, I guess we'll get into that in the next episode, but that's all from Skeksil's document that's in here. And it could just mean, it could just mean that Skeksil is misinformed, that he doesn't, that he himself doesn't know that the Gelfling have already made contact with the Mystics. But of course, in Creation Myth Volume 3, we already know that they have. Well, at least, at least some of them have. But that doesn't mean that the word was spread. Or that anyone believed him. Because the Skeksis lies are easier to But believe. yeah, I think they'll, they'll, they'll wrap up for um, this episode of Trial by Stone. And yeah, next time we will uh, continue discussing the, the second half of um, the Gelfling ga- Gathering uh, document. So for any of you uh, listeners out there, it's definitely worth checking it out. Just go to darkcrystal.com. Uh, click on contests and then you can click on, I think the author quest. And in, I think down, I think on that page, there is like a, a link to the PDF document that's worth uh, checking it out. Um, and yeah, so we'll, we'll continue um, with the next episode to continue discussing about it. And you know what? I'm, I'm clicking through here to see, Oh yes, here we are. Author quest, the finalist visit the finalist page. At the very bottom, here we go. Um, finalists guideline, the Gelfing Gathering, authors resource is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So it is there. That it, that is the path that you would take if you go to darkcrystal.com. You've already taken too long, Gelfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time, time to return to the castle. The crystal calls to the crystal chamber. And so, so that's all the time that we have for. Um, if you like to uh, uh, get in contact with us, you can send us an email at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail Anything at all. If you have questions that you want to know about us personally, um, if you have show suggestions, if you have your own opinion on things that we've discussed or things that, you know, things that we've discussed and then it put another thought in your head and you thought, well, I thought this and, you know, maybe we'll mention it on the show. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. You, you can visit us on our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com forward slash dark crystal podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at dark crystal pod. And, um, and also, you know, if you, um, like the show then you know we'd like if you're able to write a review on itunes um give us a five-star review um that just sort of helps um spread the word about the podcast and um share and like and yeah just anything to to help uh spread the word about the podcast so so i hope you all enjoy the show and come back next month for more trial by stone